Hey everyone, welcome in to another edition of Pop Cultured, a little pop culture podcast we have here on the Double Down Media and Next Round Podcast Network. I am John Lunsford, joined as always by my lovely wife, Laurel Lunsford. Hello. Hey. Oh, okay. And oh. the always lovely and beguiling as well, Sean Rockstar Henniger. Hey, how are you doing? Beguiling. Sorry. I like that. It was yeah. a bad movie too with... Um, Nicole Kidman. Yes. And yeah. directed by... M. Night Shyamalan. Sophia Coppola. Oh, right. uh, they talked about her the other day on the air. They're talking about how she screwed up Godfather 3. Yeah, but like, it's like, yeah, you know, she's a good director, but she wasn't good in that. She's not a good director, I don't think. I think she's a good director. I mean, I, she's had like one or two things that have been good. The majority haven't been that great. She has but, a last name. That's what yeah. she has. Um, but anyway, we are uh, back. Missed last week because we were... Uh, Laurel and I were out with COVID. Still getting over that. We're sick. Yeah, it's fun. It's <laughs> we were, fun. Do, uh, do not recommend. No. Negative out of a hundred. Don't recommend. We're better now. Still a little. <clears throat> mm, but we're COVID snotty. negative, so that's why we're here. We are negative, as I'm uh, talking on Dunaway's microphone right now, as I'm sure he'll be happy about that. But mm. uh, yeah, as we you know get to the end of the year, this is bowl season. This is also. Um, In fact, we have a so Dunaway stare. We got Michael Keaton looking at us right now. Yeah, he's glaring at us because his computer's right here next to me. I'm sure he'll come in here and interrupt us and get it in a second. But, um, you know, we, with, with football, we get to the playoffs, we get to the bowls and everything. But with movies and TV to an extent, we get to award season. TV is kind of split between the Emmys and the summer and um, what we have the Golden Globes now with the Golden Globe nominations coming out for the 80th edition of the Golden Globes. And I think the Golden Globes are a joke, personally, because it's all about schmoozing the Hollywood Foreign Press Association and all the people. You know, you got to invite them out to like parties and stuff like that to get the nominations. And every year, there's nominations that don't really make a lot of sense. This year, not too bad overall. Yeah. But uh, Who, uh, who's hosting? Uh, that's a good question. Who is th- hosting? Uh, is it, it is. Mm. It's not Trevor Noah. He's doing the Grammys. I saw that yesterday. Uh, is Amy Poehler, Tina Fey, Jared Carmichael. Okay. Nope. I was gonna say. I wish it, wish it was G. Rick, oh, come on, Sean. Ricky. Ricky Gervais. Who is, he does uh, the best monologues out there. Yeah, stand-up guy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Don't really know who he is. Sorry uh, for that, but I just wanted to know if Ricky was doing it again. No, it is not Ricky. I don't know. I honestly don't know if Ricky will do it again. I we mean, said what he says. Like I'm, I'm not doing this again. They said they just keep throwing money at me, and uh, they want me back. And even though I just like burn bridges, they still want me back because they get ratings. <laughs> he tries to not host, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, they do keep bringing him back. Um, but in the uh, in the movie category, we'll just kind of go over some of the quick nominees real quick. Uh, we actually saw a few of these this past week. Laurel and I did in the drama category. You know, they separate everything drama and uh, comedy, musical and comedy, but it's basically just drama and comedy. In the drama category, Avatar. The Way of Water, Avatar 2. We just saw that one last night. In, nominated uh, and it just came out last night. Awesome. Yeah, uh, you know, a lot of these, but that's the thing with the Oscars and Golden Globes. Half these movies that are nominated aren't even out. Like, we can't even see half these around I here. Thought the, uh, what's the deadline for the Oscar? I'm, I'm asking Stump. Oscars is uh, end of the year, but as long as it plays, like, at the limited release, like New York, LA, okay. um, I assume it's the same for the Golden Globes, even though they've already announced everything. But um, Avatar 2 just coming out last night as of this recording. And uh, Laurel and I saw it visually spectacular, but story, it's just kind of eh. I don't know. Do you, you like the first one, John? You ready for admission? 
never seen, seen Avatar. <laughs> I, I I had no interest in it. Like I looked like it was visually stunning, but I was like, it looks. I don't care about the story. I saw it once when it came out, and I have never seen it in the last whatever fourteen or fifteen years. It's on FX nonstop. It's one of those movies where I think that it looks like visually it looks good, but like it looks like a. We're focused on this first, and oh, oh damn it, we got to come up with a dialogue. We got to come up with well, a plot. It's I told John like while we we're watching it, and I guess because like my mind just thinks this way. It whenever I'm watching anything in 3D and anything that has like tons of okay, it's not CGI. What is this called? It's motion capture, motion but it's still capture. a lot of CGI. When yeah. I watch stuff like it looks like a Disney World ride. Like yeah. I feel like I'm sitting in one of the little rides and like watching. It's like it. you're at a kids movie for adults. My yeah. biggest complaint, and you'll understand this a little more, Rockstar, but like when you're playing a video game, all of a sudden it switches from actively playing to being a cutscene. Yes. And like you could tell the cutscene has had so much more like poured into it because they want to make it look more like a movie yeah. than what the game actually looks like. That's what this was. There would be, it kept changing frame rate. So like typically a movie, I think it's like 24 frames per second. But if you get like the fanciest gaming PC or if you're playing on the, fa- the newest Xbox or, or PlayStation, you're playing at like 120 frames per second. Like it's super silky smooth, yeah. almost looks really fake how smooth it is. That's the way this was. You'd have one scene that would be up really close and would have, you know, like normal frames per second and then it would switch and it'd be like you were watching a cutscene for a video oh, game. Okay, so that, that's going to yeah. be really annoying. It, and, and maybe it's just our theater that it kept switching back and forth. We were watching it in, in AMC Prime, which is the best theater we have around here uh in town in birmingham but you don't think with the money he spent james can if you noticed that that james cameron didn't notice that or something we couldn't fix i that's why i think it has to be more about the theater more so than the actual oh, wow. movie itself not but equipped with it, for I, it i don't know i just don't also i don't like 3d i don't Did you have to wear the glasses yeah, yeah. i don't i'm like, not a fan of that i don't like the glasses like i I don't like there being something like on my face yes. the whole time especially because we saw it in black panther and in this one, the movies are so long. Like, Black Panther is almost three hours, and this one is over three hours. It's just so long having that stuck on your face. Well, does it need to be three hours? No. Since he's doing seven of these things? So, Black Panther, I didn't feel like drug any. This one, I feel like was a little long. You could have made this about two and a half hours and still made it a really solid movie. My, that was my complaint about the Batman. You could have taken 45 minutes off that film. Yeah. Um, but, anyway, it's nominated. It'll probably be nominated for Best Picture. I don't know if James Cameron will get nominated or not. I think it's just because it's him. Yeah, it's because of the hype. Just, I mean, is it's it? him. I mean, him and Spielberg, Martin oh. Scorsese, I'll throw Aaron Fronsky in there. I was telling John this, like, I can very much tell that these people think that they are geniuses. Like, when they're talking, like, they just, I can tell. I mean, I, Oh, James I guess, Cameron, 100%. Like, it, this I, is the way they, I told her with Spielberg, because, like, The Fableman's also nominated in drama. We watched that Wednesday I did not like the acting. I, I, I was talking to uh, my friend Tim Melton about it, and he said, I think he summed it up the best, it's a really well-made, boring movie. Wow, like, sold. <laughs> and I know that doesn't sell it, but like Steven Spielberg is Steven Spielberg. Like, I, t- I told Laurel, because we were talking about, you know, is it a good movie? Should he be nominated? Steven Spielberg can make pure garbage from here on out, and he's still going to be the best director of all time, just from Steven all the stuff Spielberg. that he's yeah. done, because yeah. he's Steven Spielberg. Jaws, E.T. AI. AI. <laughs> which I loved AI. I know <laughs> I'm one of a few people, AI. but... I liked AI, which was supposed to be a Kubrick film, too. But, like, Steven Spielberg has earned the right to be snobby about it all. Like, he, yeah. he's, he's earned that right. I would say James Cameron is close to that because he does have the highest grossing movie of all time. 
He did do Titanic, which is looked at as one of the best movies of all time. He's done Terminator. He's done all these different things. True Lies, Aliens. Yeah, aliens, yeah. all these different things you can name. I think he's earned the right to be that. I'd say Scorsese has earned the right to be that Correct. way. But the thing is, like, it's a more recent thing, and I don't know if maybe they're just trying to do it to fit in with like appeal to younger people because maybe that's what they think younger people think. But like James Cameron talked so bad about like Thanos. He was like, oh, Thanos, like, are you kidding me? Like our CGI looks so much better. And it's like, that's another thing. It's a trap. If you're hyping up your CGI so much and then you say the frames per second screw up and everything, and you're <laughs> hyping about how awesome your product is. I'll, I'll say this. This is the kind of movie that I, like, because there's not really that many humans in it, it's more just the aliens in this one as opposed to the first one was kind of split half and half. And I, I walked out thinking like, that's the way we actually look is like these blue aliens. Cause it did look so lifelike. Just looking at them, taking the, the frame rate out and all that kind of stuff, just looking at it, you can never you couldn't tell me that it wasn't real. Just that, oh, wow. that, that that's how good it was. Just from a visual standpoint. I'm not talking about the narrative and everything, yeah. just strictly from the visuals. This will easily win, you know, best visuals of the Oscar the Oscars this year. But you can tell this movie has had, you know, a decade plus put into it from the work and the money that's and been spent on it. My thing is, what are you going to do for the next? You know, how are you going to how are we going to beat this again in Avatar three curious. and Avatar four? Is he doing it like Lord of the Rings, where they're filming simultaneously? Like we he don't did even, the third one simultaneously. Okay, so they're supposed to come out every two years. So I think now they're going to start on like okay. four or five, but they're waiting to see how much money it makes. I think it's. I saw somewhere it's heading for a six hundred million dollar opening weekend. It's pretty good. It's not bad <laughs> worldwide. So not yeah. that's not just domestically, which is what typically you you keep track I saw of. That it made seventeen million last night. Avatar made seventeen yeah. million last night. I mean. Our theater was not even half full. Yeah. Now we went, we went at three o'clock. We went at three o'clock. So, I mean, it was early, but. But we went to see Black Panther at three o'clock too, and it was sold out. So, I mean, I I don't really know how ultimately how much money this will make. It's always going to be compared to the first one, which is an unfair comparison. And I told this to John last night. I kind of want to see him make like another normal movie. Like, it's kind of weird that this is like what he's hitched his like wagon to. Well, this is going to take the rest of his career. I mean, the way he's planning this out, like this is it. Let's make another Titan. Like, I don't know. Something that has real people doing acting I correct don't, i don't like the uh what was the uh beowulf where they try to do all animation oh, yeah. Like oh, yeah. This, yeah. They, they told people that this is going to be the next real generation. people but it was animated yeah this yeah. is going to be the next generation of movies where we're not going to have visuals i will say and this is maybe because i'm more of a gamer but every time i see a legitimate cutscene in a, in a game i think i would watch a whole movie correct the way this is done well that's the way avatar is now it has real people in it so you can tell they're mixing real life in with what that cutscene is but every time i see that i think look i would love to watch a movie with just this now we've gotten that, so I'm curious now if people will try to follow that, like you said with the Beowulf thing, if they'll try to do that moving forward. I, did you, I didn't see Beowulf. I had no interest in it. I didn't see Beowulf it. either. Yeah. I, it, it looked, looked terrible. terrible. I forgot uh, that movie existed until you just when, said that um, thing. Uh, Brad Pitt's next. Angelina Jolie, she was in that, was she, she not? She was. Yeah. It was so, Colin yeah. Farrell, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, speaking of Colin Farrell, uh, we watched The Banshees of Anna Sharon Tuesday. Martin McDonough film, same guy did three billboards uh, outside Ebbing, Missouri, which was a nominated for everything in the book but ended up getting beat by the shape of water uh with guillermo del toro also watched pinocchio a week ago too which how was that it was sad it really it sad. Was good but it was depressing yeah it's not the old pinocchio 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 you know it's from not disney like the disney version because of course all that's well, taken that, from a story from you know the 1800s or well, whatever that's actually but. scary too like the when he goes to misfit island or whatever the hell what's it called pleasure island pleasure island yeah. that, that was one of the squeak turns into the donkey spoiler yeah. that's one of the scariest things in my childhood See, this one is like kind of creepy looking i mean it's del toro he he kind of goes more to the creepy horror look of things this isn't a horror movie but it's it's very much a depressing movie it's all about like death and it all takes place in like uh um 
it, it takes place in Italy during the war to where they're like, uh, they do a whole thing for Mussolini, like they perform for is it, is it Mussolini it they is, do it for? Yeah. Like that, it, it's very like wartime, depressing, like Axis power part of the world. Uh, it, it's really weird, so, really depressing. So, which one is the best Pinocchio of this year? The Del, Del Toro one, the Tom Hanks one, or the Pauly Shore one? <laughs> Definitely not Pauly the Pauly Shore. Shore one. Have not seen the uh, the <laughs> Tom Hanks Robert Zemeckis one, but. Um, which we're talking about him. We we're talking about best trilogies the other day and bringing up Back to the Future and everything. He has done nothing lately, but he comes Zemeckis? out. He comes out of the woodwork yeah. every now and then to do something like Pinocchio, See, which is so I, random. I kind of feel like he is similar to Tim Burton. Is like they had so many big hits like in the '90s and like in the beginning of their career, and then they've done stuff in the last couple of years, but they've all been bad movies and like nobody has cared about them and no one's like seen them. And Helena Bonham Carter's and all. The, is she still with yeah. her? He is not. He's oh. divorced from her. Oh wow. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Good times. Yeah, the Banshees, um, sorry, I interrupted. No, the Banshees have been a share nominated for Best uh, Musical or Comedy. Colin Farrell um, nominated as Best Actor uh, in that one. And I believe, yeah, Brendan Gleeson and uh, Barry Keoghan, I can never say his name right, the guy who played Joker in the Batman, um, all nominated for the Banshees of Sharon. I didn't really care for it. Uh, it. It's well acted. I thought they were good, but I think Colin Farrell's best movie this year so far has been <laughs> I'm knocking stuff over. Has been After Yang, um, which is an A24 movie. Actually came out last year at film festivals, but came out this year. Um, it's basically like AI, but a better version of it, where uh, it's all about like a robot kid who, who makes, breaks he everything. Does make, I, I respect him for doing stuff like The Batman, and then he'll make the most random independent movie. He's done four movies this he's year. He's Horrible Bosses, yeah, remember? Yeah. But just like these independent, what's the independent movie? Like there's an Asian movie where he's living with an Asian, or like my... That, 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 that's it. It's after Yang. He's living, yeah, okay. um, he's living with a, an Asian kid, and so they get a, like a, a cyborg or android big brother who's Asian to like teach her about like Chinese culture okay. and stuff like that, and it breaks. And so basically, this like girl's it. had to see that. her brother die basically because it's a robot and it's broken it's all about him trying to fix it and see everything. I like him for doing stuff like that like he's, he's still going like like what's his name uh, Daniel Radcliffe even though he's never going to get away from Harry Potter he'll take the rent yeah, doing yeah. the Weird Al so Yankovic I'm going to ask you because I think the best because we're going to go see the well next week so I'm really excited to see Brendan Fraser but since you're the resident musician I think the best male performance I've seen this year is Austin Butler do you think it would be really hard? And you've heard how he said, like, he didn't talk to his family for three years. Yeah. Like, he is so immersed. He even still kind of has the accent when he does, like, They say shooting dude, now. and he keeps talking like Elvis. Yeah. Uh, that it's still, like, do you think it would be really hard? Like, let's say you wanted to play Eddie Vedder, or you <laughs> wanted to play, like, someone that you, like, is such, like, a cultural icon. Would it be hard to have to research that person and basically learn to be like them? Would you have a hard time breaking it? I don't know about breaking it. You being by myself, I would stay into it because you stay in character. But I remember the story of uh, when Jim Carrey was playing Andy Kaufman in Man in the Moon. He would every everybody call me Andy, and he'd stay in character through the whole thing, playing Laka and everything. Um, and it's just the method acting. The uh, Daniel Day Lewis. Um, it just depends on who you're playing. Like there's be so much pressure on you, like saying that you're going to be cast as Elvis, and. Uh, you got to look like him and you got to sound like him. Did he do all the singing? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's kind of a mix, I think. That's why my only complaint, I still haven't seen it. I'm the guy that hasn't seen anything. But my only complaint is putting an A-list actor like Tom Hanks in that movie. I don't think they should. It just draws away to have Tom Hanks in that movie. You didn't the movie's it. more about his character mm -hmm. than it is Elvis. You could have had anybody play that but Tom Hanks. I don't know why you had to have Tom Hanks in that movie. Well, I think uh, it would have sold without him in it. Here's the thing. People, I've seen people complaining about the whale that Brendan Fraser's good. Like, I think Tom Hanks was good in Elvis, 
but it just it's so jarring to see him look Correct. that way because he is not that way. Same with Brendan Fraser. Like Brendan Fraser's put on some weight from back in the when he was George of the Jungle, but, but I feel like, like he's lost. I mean, he looks a lot better because well, you haven't seen him. Yeah, he's, but, he, but he's not a six hundred pound guy. I mean, right. he's bigger now, but yeah, because because he's older. But like he's not a six hundred pound guy. And I've seen people say, well, it's just some. It's so jarring to see him basically wearing a fat suit doing this. It was the same, exact same with Colonel Tom with Tom Hanks. He basically was in a fat suit yeah. the whole time, and it was just jarring to see that more than anything. Um, but Elvis is nominated for uh, best drama. It's not as best musical, even though it's. Him, I mean, it's not a musical, really, but yeah. he's singing constantly, obviously. Um, Austin Butler nominated for that, uh, along with Brendan Fraser, Hugh Jackman in The Sun, Bill Nye in Living, uh, which looks okay, and then Jeremy Pope from The Inspection. Don't even know what that is. Um, those are the best actors in drama, best comedy. Actors Colin Farrell, probably going to win that one. Um, Daniel Craig, Adam Driver, Diego Calva from Babylon, and Ray Fiennes from The Menu, which is a really good movie We as love well. that movie. Okay, well, I was going to ask you, because you guys... I used to be like you guys. I miss it. We all watch so many movies. Can y'all give me a top five of the year? So for me right now... We can do it the next time, but just something if you can't think of... Um, the number one movie, and I think it's for both of us, and you need to watch it too, and I feel like Nancy would like it too, is Everything... Everywhere All at Once. Everywhere All at Once. It was... I thought going into it, I was like, this movie is going to be so weird and like not. It was good. weird, but it, it was, was incredible. Weird, but like in the best ways, and I do not cry at movies. Like I, I'll do, I'll cry when like a dog dies or something, but I do not cry at like actors. And this, I was crying at the end of it because it just was so like beautiful. Like it just. Which it is nominated message. for Best Musical or Comedy as well. Babylon, Banshees of Venice, Sharon, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Glass Onion, The Knives Out sequel, and Triangle of Sadness nominated for Best Musical or Comedy. But Everything Everywhere All at Once is easily my top number one. For me, number two right now is Avatar. That's not saying much, and I still have a lot of things I'm really looking forward to. But for me right now, number two is Avatar. And for me, it's Elvis. I, th- I mean, I think I, I really like Boz Lerman as a director. I know a lot of people don't like his stuff. I, I, was, I was obsessed with it since Romeo and Juliet, like the Leonardo DiCaprio version. I so. hated that movie. Of course. <laughs> hated it. Of course. <laughs> um, and Moulin Rouge. And he is very flashy. But I feel like Elvis was a, a flashy person, like with all the Vegas and all the pink suits and the Cadillacs. I'll say this. I can tell, though, watching the movie that there was a certain point in the movie where he quit being himself and just did a good movie. Yeah. Like, you can tell it was very Boz Lerman-ish, very stylized and everything. Because you mentioned it before it came out, you're going to have to montage a lot of his life. Yeah, because it's just too much of a career. During those parts, it's very much like what you would expect from him, but then when it settles down and it just gets into certain parts of the story and actually wants to tell about his life, it's a lot better. I have Elvis just outside the top ten for me. Uh, my top five, After Yang, number three, the one with Colin Farrell I was talking about. The Menu, number four. The menu was good. The menu was really you good. You would like The Menu. Is that Ray Fine? Yeah. yeah. Ray yeah. Fine's uh, Anya Taylor-Joy and uh, Nicholas Holt are the main guys in it. And John Leguizamo. John Leguizamo was, was really good at it, too. too. Um, and then The Batman, for me, is number five, which was long, but still I thought really, really good. I liked it. I didn't think it was too long. I, I, it's just 45 minutes. It sounded like it should have ended. I didn't like the placement at the, the tease with the Joker at the end. I didn't like that. You know, they could have left Joker out completely yeah. as far know, as I'm concerned. The thing with the Joker, and I've brought this up so many times, is I remember after, and I do think Heath Ledger has been the best one, but after he passed away, I remember everyone was like, we're never going to have another Joker. Whoops. Now we have like <laughs> like 15 well, just like Todd Phillip, Jokers. Todd Phillips so saying, many. we're not doing another Joker movie because, and then it makes Whoops. a billion dollars. Like, well, let's, make it, a mu- it let's make it a musical. Yeah. <laughs> But Which, just, just to have he it. was good at least. But yeah, you also have the Jarelettos of the world that are. He still was part good. That's it. one of those movies I saw once. I saw it at the theater, and I'm done. Like it's just, it's, it's so, too much. it's uncomfortably depressing. The 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 constant coughing and laughing and stuff like him doing the stand up routine. 
Um, it's just so uncomfortable, and I was like, I'd never watch that again. It was intense. I enjoyed it. Yeah, we saw it in uh, in California at the Chinese theater. It's like right across from like where Kimmel does the show and everything. And they had armed guards outside when we went in because you know there was that there there's a feeling there that a lot of people were going to see this and be like. I need to be like I, I want to yeah. be this. I want to be this person. So sad. And so there were actually armed guards outside the Chinese theater when we went to go see it. But it was such an intense showing because you see all that walking in, and you're like, "What am I about to get myself into watching this movie?" But it's the same thing. I've seen it once. I don't think I've watched it all the way through again. I I've watched really, bits and pieces. I I think it's probably his on this on the his short career that he's but a good career like Jordan Peele. I like Nope. You need to watch it. I think I it's know. Always, I still need to watch it. I I liked it. It was not the best that he's done. It's the worst of his three, but I, I'd still get a thumbs up. I like the way that it was different. Like it's not a superhero movie. Yeah. It's like an original story. Like it's not, you know, something that we've seen fifteen hundred times. Like at least it's like something original and interesting and like, oh, I like wanna I wanna watch this. Well, I watched I told John I don't think he's seen I'm sure you saw it. I finally watched Smile for the, the other night. Um, which is I would call It Follows Two. It is like it follows. It, it even the even the score is similar eerily similar. Did I to, not tell you? It I follows. mean, it's not it's it's a it's a good movie, but it's like I've seen this movie a million yes. times. It's like Truth or Dare mixed with It Fall like the the Truth or Dare is the, the same smile. Fallen with uh, Denzel Washington. Yeah, it's the well, John Goodman and Denzel Washington, where you have some. He has a serial killer, but a lot, he he travels if you touch somebody. I get rid of you if I bump into you. He's on. He's on to you. And can you believe that that is Kevin Bacon and Kyra Sidewitz? Yeah, daughter. I did. I saw a thing with her. I was like, she did really good. She turns. She gives manic very well with that cat. That was a very oh, intense that scene. scene. Yeah. There are some scenes Mustache. that are so <laughs> uncomfortable that you're like, oh my god, and that was one of them. Yeah, but it but was good. it was good, like a big year for horror movies, which has been unfortunate for John. But yeah, a big not year. my thing. But I thought the menu was very good. It's one of my top five movies of the year. It's a horror movie um, overall, but not my thing. Um, oh, Black Phone. I like that one too. Black Phone was oh, really yeah, good. Black Phone. It's, it's, it's one of my top movies like too. Uh, probably I have it ninth right now. It if, may say top ten. I'm I mean, not 100% that sure. That scene where he's sitting there without his shirt off. On the kitchen, in the kitchen. Ma- that's where the that mask on. That's one of the biggest visuals. Well, I haven't seen that many movies this year because I've got a kid. But that's one of the visuals that's stuck in my mind. To have a visual like that, that in the visual of uh, spoiler alert of room when the kid opens the uh, carpet and the truck and yeah. w- sees the outside for the first time. That visual is stuck in my head. Whenever mm-hmm. that was such, that's a cry moment for me. That that was like a oh my god. That was like a beautiful moment. With Continue. Me, it's, it's the rocks and um, everywhere, anywhere, all at once. Oh yeah, they, it, I tried to explain the scene. I started bawling, crying. I've tried to explain the scene to so many people, but like the movies, when they ask why is the movie so good, I'm like, the movie's so good. There's literally a scene with two rocks sitting on a ledge with no movement. With it's just eyes. two rocks sitting there with Google eyes on, and it just has text above their head saying like, there's white text for one talking and black text for the other talking, and it's a mother and daughter talking to each other as rocks in a basically a multiverse where there are two rocks and it's just two rocks sitting there with googly eyes on with text and that is it there's no sound the text, like, there's will nothing make you cry okay, so it made but you it cry. makes you just start bawling in the theater okay. i mean it's it's incredible that's it it's i know that sounds so stupid and on the surface it does seem really stupid but it's so good and obviously it's the movie building up to that point it's not just you just see that scene and you start crying but it's the movie building up to that point and then the way it fits into everything that I think it's the best movie of the year by far. I think Laurel agrees with me. I'll have to watch. Is it on streaming services anywhere? It is 
on look now just go ahead i want to say showtime but i'm not 100 sure but it's an a24 movie uh, i think a24 decided to deal with uh, hbo max i think a lot of their stuff's going to start appearing there um in the but it's nominated in the musical or comedy category it will and, definitely be nominated for best picture he's nominated for best supporting actor and you'll have to say his name because i don't want to butcher it but Sean, Kwan, do you remember um the boy the little boy from is it raiders of the lost ark Yes. And the Goonies? Uh, short round. Uh, uh, Kwong, uh, yeah, yeah. And he has done nothing. He has done He's finally made a return. He's also in the is, new Indiana Jones movie. And he is yep. in this movie, good. which he is most likely going to get nominated. And I think he has a good shot of winning. Best yeah, he'll be nominated actor. for Best Supporting Actor. I think the Best Supporting Actor, Brendan Gleeson will get it. He'll get it. I think Eddie Redmayne will get it for The Good Nurse. It has nothing else except for him. Um I don't know if Brad Pitt will get nominated. I'm not sure who else get nominated for that for the Oscars, but he is nominated for supporting actor for uh, uh, the Golden Globes. Was they, they combined categories for the supporting actors? Um, other in, in drama, there's one movie, there are a couple movies we hadn't mentioned so far. Avatar, Elvis, The Fablemans are all nominated in drama. Tar is a movie that is probably my most looked forward to movie that I haven't seen yet. Um, it's Kate Blanchett. She's like a composer, and it's. The way John explained it to me was it's like Black Swan for it's Black Swan without like the the like psychological aspect of it. Oh, but like it's basically she's a composer and she gets like caught up in like a sexual abuse thing with one of her kids, but she's like a ultra famous worldwide composer and it's all about like her down her high and and low and her downfall and everything. It looks really good. Um, and then Top Gun also nominated for drama as well. Top Gun is the one thing I'm very curious to see how many Oscar nominations it gets. And if it actually wins anything or not. And the uh, domino effect it causes. Well, if this got such a huge reward, if we redid Ferris Bueller's Day Off or we did a sequel to that 30 years later or more like almost 40 years later, I would see if there's a domino effect with that for people with Top Gun. I think you're going to see a lot of TV shows from this because I remember uh, about a month ago, Christopher Lloyd tweeted out a picture with Michael J. Fox Mm -hmm. and it ended up being for some... It had some reason they, they, they did it. They were doing it for like a clothing line. Yeah, it, it had nothing to do with, with Back to the Future. It was just the two of them back together, and they like did an interview together or something like that. But when everybody saw it, everybody instantly said, there's a new Back to the Future coming out, or Zeme- there's a TV show coming out. Zemeckis has something in it. It would be never be redone. Or and the contract that we're never going to redo Back to the Future. It never needs to be redone. Yeah. Uh, these kind of things need to stay alone. Now, because Top Gun did it, because everybody loved Top Gun, and I thought it was fine. I mean, I, I didn't lose my mind like everybody else did, but... I mean, you're right. Everybody's going to start doing this. And everybody's going to start. It's the Stranger Things. It's this, this nostalgic factor you where know, like, they Tom, drink new Coke. Tom Cruise is so interesting because I really like Tom Cruise like his acting, but he's another one that like is just so out there. And like, I remember I was in high school and when he was on Oprah and he jumped on the couch. And at that point I was like, oh no, like he's like kind of crazy. Oh, he also said that people shouldn't take medicine. You should think about a headache and get rid of it. I mean, he's he crazy, those, but he does good movies. He, he's like one of well, those. Well, no, he gets, he's a great actor, but yeah. now he just does mission. I want to jump out of a helicopter for the rest of my career. Like, dude, he won't do serious movies anymore. He's just all action running. I always and, tell John, whenever we see something, I'm like, I want to see him in a horror movie. Like, let's see. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's see, that's like, why I respect Colin Farrell. Movie. You can do a huge blockbuster like the Batman. Then you can do another movie. Like you can do, Tom Cruise won't do that. And you know, someone else, and I've, I liked him in Star Wars, but I knew him from Girls. But, like, Adam Driver is diverse like that, too. Like, yeah. he does so many random... Like, he was in that movie with Ben Affleck and uh, Matt, uh, Matt Damon that... Uh, what's that? What was that movie called? You know what I'm talking about? Uh, Good Will Hunting? 
Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was that movie that came out where it was like a, a, a period piece. But then, like you know, he's in Star. Oh, the War, last duel. The last duel. Yeah, yeah. Also, this is breaking news. The Barbie trailer came out today, so oh, I, I saw it. Am ecstatic. <laughs> She's mad, so we went to go see Avatar, and they they chose. Sometimes some people got an Oppenheimer trailer, which is the new Nolan movie mm-hmm. about the you know atomic bomb and all that. And some people got a Barbie trailer, but I think because we saw it in like a, on a big screen, 3D and everything, we got Oppenheimer because it's like bigger and yeah. broader in scope because they come out the same day. They both come out uh, July 21st, 2023, and we keep debating over which one we need to see it first. It will be Barbie. I want to see Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. <laughs> she wants to see Barbie. I want to see Oppenheimer <laughs> first. But we didn't get the Barbie trailer, but some people apparently got a Barbie trailer, and it's out now where you can watch it on YouTube and everything. Well, it's more but of a teaser. It is yeah. more of a teaser. The Oppenheimer was an actual trailer because before Nope, they put a... It was Nope, I think. Yeah. Uh, they put like a teaser that played before, and nobody knew it was coming, and all of a sudden it just appeared That's before. Awesome. Uh, but I think Oppenheimer's going to be really good. I actually think Barbie's going to be pretty good, but uh, she was mad we didn't get the Barbie one before I was very Avatar. Upset. But I think like, they put it on like normal screens, and they put Oppenheimer on the yeah. big stuff. So um, Anyway, we've talked around circles, uh, around the Golden Globes, but the Golden Globes will be on January 10th, and that'll kind of lay the groundwork for the Oscars. Oscars, I don't think, will be announced until... After that, I don't think the nominees are usually announced until like mid, mid to late January, but um, we've seen Avatar. We just saw the Banshees of Inisherin. We just saw the Fablemans. I would put Avatar at the top of those three. I don't know if you would too or not, Laurel, but um, sure. we, have a, a yeah. lot of, we have a lot of movies to watch. I know you have a lot of movies to catch up on I do. I saw well. Smile. It was okay. It, was, it, it follows too. I'm, I'm, I'm behind these two. These two watch way more than I, so they're going to have to educate me. So I'll be the uh, layman audience that you guys explained to me. <laughs> and then you can, and then you can watch it and be like, and tell us if we were right or not. Yeah, I'm going to try yeah. to watch the everything movie. It's not streaming anywhere. Yeah, everything ever all at once. Watch Nope. It's on Peacock. I know. I'm going to watch Nope. I'm gonna, i got to watch Nope. That's my homework. Nope is good too. Um, and then Avatar, whenever you have a chance to see that. I don't know how fast it'll come to Disney Plus, but um, I did think it was very good. Not the greatest thing ever, but still very good. All right. So when we come back, we will have watched more movies. We're going to see The Whale and we're going to see what else? Oh, Babylon. We won't see that by the time we record again, but uh, we'll see if Brendan Fraser is actually good enough to win an Oscar in his comeback tour or not. But uh, for Laurel Lunsford, for Rockstar, I'm John Lunsford, and this has been Pop Culture. Pop Culture.